Warning. The Humps Podcast is rated 18 plus for sexual content and graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, everyone. This is Danielle Laflamme, and welcome to episode two of Humps, where we are going to talk about why I decided to pursue sex education. So I don't think that there was a precise time where I thought, wow, this is a career path that I'm going to take and this is going to be exciting. It kind of escalated slowly. So I would say that my interest started basically at puberty, which is about 13, 14 years old, for me anyway. And I noticed that a lot of the questions I had about anything regarding sexual stuff or sex in general were not really the questions that my fellow classmates were asking or the ones that I overheard anyway. Instead of just wanting to know how to get the guy or get the girl, I was more wondering why I wanted specific people or why am I bleeding and the guys aren't? That's bullshit. (laughs) And just overall wondering, like, why does our body react this way? Why are hormones making me kind of stupid and nuts at the same time? Why does it feel like the world is ending every day because my hormones are so out of whack? And also, why am I not learning about any of this? I vividly remember my sex ed course, or teen ed is what it was called at the time to make it seem less explicit. Lord knows we don't want children to use the word sex because, you know, it's not like they need to know what it's called or anything. But I digress. The class was very lackluster. It basically separated the girls and boys because at the time non-binary wasn't really a thing. And basically what would happen is when the girls went in the classroom, because that's the only class I was a part of, of course, we would sit down, they showed us a video, and it was the dumbest video. It was... It basically went over, oh, dogs make puppies, ducks make ducklings. And I was like, are you serious right now? What am I in, kindergarten? Like, I I learned this a long time ago. And I vividly remember that because of how I felt about the content. And I don't even feel like they talked about penetration, safe sex. I didn't even learn how to put a condom on. I learned diddly squat. They gave us pit stick, like a little sample one. A pad explained tampons were a thing. Then they passed us like this little gelatin looking fetus to show us like how the baby grows and such. And it felt like, you know, there's a lot of holes and gaps in all this education. And honestly, this uh, fetus is freaking me out. So I don't know what you guys are trying to achieve. I'm assuming celibacy because, yeah, seeing that grow into somebody is pretty terrifying as is. So I can see why this is something that people would be terrified of. So that's basically how the class ended. I don't actually remember any conversations I had with any fellow classmates that were in the boy group, but I don't think it was much better than what we got. And honestly, we should have learned in the same classroom because you should be learning about other genitalia other than your own, because it really depends on who you're attracted to or what you're attracted to in general, you should understand the human body and it's just part of anatomy and it's not something we should be ashamed of or hide. So 
that was kind of my first introduction into any form of education, which was really nothing, in my opinion. <laughs> and we never learned further than that. We did go and learn about birth and pregnancy and bio, which in itself was pretty traumatizing watching a live birth because it really solidified the fact at the time that I was not interested in being pregnant. It just, yeah, that video still haunts me to this day, as I'm sure a lot of other people who have seen it, if they've seen something similar when they were in their teens. Yeah, not not a great moment in in childhood. Well, adolescence, should I say. So after seeing all these things, which was very little, I felt still rather frustrated and still did not feel like I got the education that I required to really understand both myself and others. So I really didn't know whereabouts to go for this information. I didn't really want to use my parents' laptop because that was a shared laptop. I didn't really know how to delete my history at the time. There was a bunch of factors that just made it not a great idea. I didn't have an iPhone or anything like that at the time, and we didn't have unlimited internet. It was all pretty expensive. And I didn't really have any books available to me in the library, and if I were to borrow one, I didn't really want to talk to my parents about it because in my family it wasn't something you sat down and talked about like, hey mom, I want to understand ovulation better, or why does this period suck so hard, or... How do you have safe sex? Like, it's not really something I wanted to talk about because we didn't talk about it. So there was no way for me to feel comfortable with something that we never really did. So me being the rebel that I am, because I'm oh so rebellious, found out about Fifty Shades of Grey when it first came out. And I thought, you know, that's considered basically erotica. And I mean... If it's about sex, I should be learning about sex. So therefore, I could learn from this. And I had found out that a family member had purchased these books. And upon asking for it, I was like, hey, I want that book. And I would really appreciate it if you would let me borrow it so I could read it. And this person declined, which made me very angry and even more rebellious. So... I can't remember how it exactly happened. I'm not sure why my memory kind of is fragmented there. But I do remember getting a hold of the first book. And then I read it all. And then I went back to that family member and told them, you know, I already read the first one. I already have an idea what I'm in for. So if you don't let me borrow the other two, I will find them on my own. So either you let me borrow yours or I get them somewhere else. It's your decision. And that was me being a rebel as a teenager. <laughs> so yeah, that would, I think that would be the first thing that I assumed was sex education, even though it really wasn't. And upon studying that series more as an adult and talking to people who are part of the kink community, we're going to, we're going to have to have a separate episode on how people think and view of that whole series altogether because it's uh, it's a bit of a heavy, heavy subject, let's put it that way. So I read that whole series and then thought, you know, 
I'm still interested in learning more. I don't really feel like I learned that much about the stuff that I'm interested in because kink wasn't really my thing. At least at the time, anyway. I didn't feel like I wanted any of the things that were going on in that series other than a very handsome man who wanted to make me feel good, but not in the ways that I thought would feel good. Confusing, I know. So then basically after that, I had to try and find more books or something to try and fix the gap that I felt that there was within my knowledge or lack thereof. So then I turned to Cosmopolitan. I know, another great option. Super, you're going to learn so much scientific, accurate information, all that jazz through a gossip column. (laughs) And I basically read these when I had my job at a drugstore where I could take the book off of the shelf, read it during breaks as long as I didn't damage it, and then put it back. To which I basically just learned about how to pleasure a partner if my partner was somebody who had a penis. And I, I soaked all that in, which caused a few other problems in my adulthood. Let's put it that way. That'll be again another subject. There's a lot of subjects we're going to have to dig into. So basically read a lot of Cosmo thought I had it all together, and then occasionally would go online because at this time, I think, I think around the ages of 16 or 17, around there, I got a cell phone that was a touch screen and I could do more searches on and so, so on and so forth. So then I started to do more research and I looked more into stuff and I still don't think I was really looking at things that were very factual or had a lot of credible sources, but I still took in the information because I was very interested in the subject. And then I talked to my friends about it, the ones that were comfortable anyway, and then we talked about it in depth. So I basically just thought that this was a subject I really liked. Like somebody says, I like books and they read occasionally or oh, I like to draw, but it's only occasional. Like it's not something I pictured myself making a career out of. So it stayed that way. And then I graduated from high school and I noticed that I had really pushed down the desire to learn about sex education because I thought, well, you know, it doesn't really make sense to make a job out of it. I can't make a job out of it. And Really, it's just something that makes me quirky more than anything. It's not something that I truly desire to be a part of as a job, is what I was telling myself. I think it was more of a coping mechanism than anything else. But also, I still remember vividly when I was really young, well, really young, early teens, I was on the bus with one of my other classmates, and we were talking about sex very explicitly. And then the bus driver overheard us, and then we both got in trouble, And then we were both told to stay behind on the bus. And then she told us, you know, the way you're talking about stuff is disgusting. It's vulgar. And I don't want to hear you ever talk about that stuff on the bus ever again. Or I'm calling your parents. Which then made me feel like, okay, well, obviously talking about this kind of thing in front of children is not acceptable. But of course, I didn't process that when I was thinking about the other stuff when I was talking about it. And what I'm talking about is not normal or seen as good. So I just kind of pushed it more aside. I don't 
feel like I felt shame. I don't remember feeling ashamed of being interested in sex. I remember feeling like it was just considered inappropriate and therefore I just had to kind of swallow down anything that I thought was interesting because it really revolved around that. So then fast forward again, doing my little flip-flop here back and forth between years, but uh, I end up going to college for a bachelor of fitness education because I was a PE kid. If I wasn't a PE kid, I was an art kid. And when I was in art, I was like, there's no way I'm going to make money with this. So I need to go for something that'll make me money. But I didn't know what I was going to go for in PE. So I started taking my courses in that. And I can't remember if it was year one or year two, because I dropped out after year two, because I just felt like I was wasting money. Uh, We had a health course. And in this health course, our instructor told us you can present about anything, absolutely anything that has to do with health. And automatically, I jumped on the opportunity to talk about sex, jumped on it. (laughs) And my poor partner, I felt so sorry for them. They had to deal with me being extra the whole time. I actually had the full plan of everything planned out probably before the class was even over because I was so excited about this. So the day of the presentation, after me and my my classmate that were a team for this got ready, I explained to them, you know what, we're going full out. We are going to dress up as like really retro, sexy teachers. I want to see the short pencil skirt. I want to see the stilettos. I want to see the white blouse with the dark bra underneath with a messy bun, glasses, a lab coat, like cheesy porn to the max. And this person shows up in pants and suspenders and a bow tie with those retro looking 3D glasses you get in theaters with the lenses popped out and pigtails. And I'm like, I don't know what porn you're looking at, but it's not the same ones I've seen. But all the power to them for trying. I showed up looking exactly like I described. Short pencil skirt, stilettos, lab coat, blouse, bra, kind of visible through the shirt, glasses, messy bun, the whole nine yards. And I was there for a performance. Like I felt the adrenaline in my body as soon as I walked into the room. I was so excited And the amount of facial expressions I got was, you know, I couldn't have asked for better. I had traumatized, I had disgusted, I had intrigued, interested, on the edge of your seat, trying to get away, all kinds of reactions. And really, I was all over the map with the subject. I was just running on a bunch of energy. And I don't think my partner actually had any time to say anything because I was so into it. And I still feel bad about that, but it kind of made me realize what I was interested in. So then after I do this course, which I thought I did a smashing job until looking back on it now and thinking, you know, that was real mess. Like if I had to pick a description or a single word to describe how that presentation went, I would say clusterfuck because that's basically what it was. And... Afterwards, I remember that there were 
people in my class that came to me and asked me for sex advice, whether it be what can my body do? What do women's bodies or people with vaginas bodies do? And all kinds of questions. People who had far more sexual experience than me were coming to me for advice because it's something they didn't learn and it's not something that they talked about. And it both broke my heart that they didn't know, but also made me excited that they felt comfortable talking to me about it. So I just soaked that in, but just once again assumed it's something I know a lot about, not something I can make a career out of. So then once I dropped out of college, because that's basically what I did, I went back home to live with my parents to start making money because I was like, I don't know what to do with my life, so I guess I have to make money because that's basically option number two. So worked at a drugstore for a bit, learned how to do floral arrangements and engraving and all kinds of stuff. Then I got poached by an insurance company, could not pass those exams for the life of me because I would answer how I think they should be answered, the questions that is. Instead of what the actual answers were, which I didn't agree with most of the time. Because, you know, insurance. <laughs> and the the job itself really did not sit well with me. And then I started to work part-time at a, I would say, agricultural store. In the sense, you know, parts, ag equipment, all that kind of stuff. We, it was a shop, parts department, and sales department all together. And I started to work there part-time, just answering phone calls. And then I befriended the journeyman parts tech there. And then he slowly started to teach me about shipping and receiving and then so on and so forth. And then eventually convinced his manager to hire me on as an apprentice. And then I started to learn how to be a parts technician forward slash shipper receiver. I worked for their, for them, sorry, (laughs) for three I want to say three years about and then things changed and I got hired somewhere else and then I finished my last year and became a red seal journeyman and then once I became a red seal I got poached by another place that just sells parts mostly they do have a small shop that fixes small engine stuff but it was mostly parts odds and ends And I definitely preferred that job over any of the other parts jobs or any of the other jobs I had really, but it still didn't really make me feel like my glass was full. It just constantly felt like there was something missing and I was still interested in teaching about sex, but I didn't know how. And I thought, you know, it's just, it's reserved for educators only. So I basically gave up on that idea because what was the point in pursuing something that was only for educators? I did not really like kids because they didn't really listen it felt like and they just seemed to get more and more rebellious every year so I was like I don't really want to join this this education thing especially if I have to teach something else other than sex because really that's the only thing I would want to teach so I was really at a loss of what to do because I really wanted to teach this stuff but I didn't know how to access or find the answers to become a sex educator and solely that. So then I remember going on the internet the one night 
Googling how to become a sex educator or sex education courses. And then the first thing that popped up was a program called SHEC, which is Sexual Health Educator Certificate, and it was held in British Columbia. So I was like, oh, that was very unexpected. I didn't know such a thing existed. Mind you, I never really looked. So then I really looked into it and they do a background check on students and they explain, you know, this certification is not something that's really noticed or considered official documentation. It's not like when you go take a bachelor's degree, the country will see the bachelor's degree. This is just a certificate. And it's kind of like, oh, look, I have this thing, but it's not anything that's approved by the government or so on and so forth. But I thought, you know, it's a stepping stone. I can be whatever I want in this day and age. And if I so choose to start being a sex educator, that's what I'm going to do. So then I went and I learned how to apply for this course. And then I got all my documents and I applied. And I basically sent out all my papers. And then after, I think it was about a week or two, because I applied really last minute, like I think there was only two hours left to hand in documents. But I was trying to complete a different course to try and make myself look real good on paper to give myself a better chance of being accepted because it was a competitive program. It only accepts 12 people at a time. So I really wanted to, you know, stand out as much as possible. So then I handed it in despite not having my last course that I wanted to complete completed. And then I got a response back saying, you know what, we would really love to teach you. And would you like to join us for March 2023? And I was ecstatic. I remember doing a little dance. I was, oh, I was over the moon. I was so excited because I am by no means qualified to take this. I have no education in sexual health. The closest thing I have is bio, which I mean, you know, it teaches you about the body, but it's not really all that sexual. It just teaches you about your body parts. So I did excel in that course, which I hope helped because I did show my marks, but I don't really think that was the kicker. I think the kicker for me was the fact that when I applied for this course, they do mention that they want to help rural areas. I am in, I guess, a way to say it is the boonies or buttfuck nowhere, <laughs> because the town that I live in is not even populated by 300 people. It's less. And the neighboring towns, one of them that is considered, I'd say, the biggest town of the three that are kind of in my main area, has a little over a thousand, I believe. And then the other town neighboring that one I think they have a little bit more than the town I'm in. It's it's not a highly populated area. It's mostly farmers, so there's acreages and such. But anyway, I went to two associations that do learning or adult learning, if you will, and basically accommodate programs for the people in the small area so that we have better access to different things that typically we wouldn't if we didn't have an association built around that. So then I went to them and I said, you know, I want to be a sex educator. Our youth needs sex education. 
Our adults and our seniors need sex education. And I am so willing to learn all these things. And then I so happily got letters of support. So then when I sent the letters of support, I'm sure that was the main trigger showing, you know, I have initiative to learn. And it's a rural area, therefore, you would be helping a small community develop better knowledge of these things, because you would be educating someone to help everyone else out. So that was, I think, a big thing as to why I got accepted. And I'm hoping that once I finish this course, I am actually able to help a lot of people. But the course is basically teaching me how to teach about sex and what age groups should be exposed to what topics and so on and so forth. But once I'm starting the course, I will definitely be bringing you guys with me as to how I feel about it, my experiences with it, and if I would recommend it or not. Because at the end of the day, I'm here to bring you on my journey. So I guess a way to sum up would be I basically got interested in sex when I hit puberty I didn't know what to do with my interest because I didn't know if it was normal or wacky, but mostly felt wacky. And then after basically being an adult for a bit and deciding that the thing that I had pursued didn't make me happy, but was maintaining myself and my life, I took a dive and tried to find something I really enjoyed. And I am enjoying this journey. And honestly, if I could... I would just be doing this, but I know that that's not sustainable for me. So I'm currently doing this as well as my full-time job, which if you don't have to, don't do it. It is so draining. It's so hard to find the energy to do extra stuff, even when you're passionate about it, because at the end of the day, you just want to relax because you've had a hard day at work. But I want this to grow and I want to have as many people listen to this podcast as possible. And then whatever other projects I come up with, I hope people come along because I hope people find it funny. I hope people find it relatable. And I hope that I can create a community of people that feel like they can talk to each other or ask me questions or do all kinds of stuff that was considered taboo quite a few years ago, or even recently. I really thank you for sitting through this long explanation. If you guys have any questions, you can for sure send me a message on Instagram at Danielle period M period Laflamme. And you can go check out what I have posted so far about myself. It's mostly just stuff about me right now. Haven't really posted much about my journey, but that'll come with time. And I thank you for being part of this podcast or listening to it, should I say. And I hope you can leave me a review if you have time and tell me what you think and if there's anything that you would like to hear or think I can do differently. And I will do my best to read everything you guys leave me to read. Thank you so much for sitting through this. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much.